Hello and welcome to the Latter-day Ladies Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Moss. This is where we discuss how to live in this crazy Latter-day world and stay on the covenant path. Hello, my friends. Today, I have a very special episode of the Latter-day Ladies podcast. I cannot wait for you to meet Katrina Siemens. She is amazing. Katrina is an energetic mother of five who is always planning the next big family adventure or themed dinner. She cherishes her marriage to her high school sweetheart and loves to teach and learn with him by her side. She is a devoted disciple of Christ. Her ideal getaway would be escaping to a warm island with her family, her scriptures, and pebble ice. Me too, Katrina. Katrina is an inspirational speaker and writer and has been published in multiple magazines. She is the founder of Deliberate Family, where she helps mothers learn to be confident and enjoy their families even during hard times. She loves to speak to large audiences, as well as coach individuals to help them feel God's love and see His presence in their lives. She believes that God created us to enjoy family life, and by making small, deliberate adjustments, we can feel that joy every day. You can follow more of her work at DeliberateFamily.com and at Instagram at DeliberateFamily. And she has a podcast called the Deliberate Family Podcast. I am so excited for you to hear the first half of our conversation. And I know you will be just as inspired as I was. I'm so excited. So excited to have you here. Um, I just feel honored to have you on this podcast. And I cannot wait to hear all of your insights because I feel inspired by you every single day. When I see your posts, when I see the different things that you shared, when I've heard your voice on your podcast, oh my goodness, you have a very relaxing voice. Uh, (laughs) You do. My husband said that too. Um, So I just really have enjoyed seeing your presence in my home through this incredible you know, tool that we have, the internet. And I just wanted to know what made you um, start doing this? What made you feel drawn to starting an account, a podcast, and on building um, this idea of building the foundation upon Jesus Christ? Yeah, that's a great question. So I started a deliberate family about two years ago, and um, it really kind of started in my head, probably like seven years before that. Wow. So when I was, um, my, so I have five kids and my oldest is now in, she'll be in ninth grade next year. But when she was going into first grade, I was sitting there going, she'd gone to kindergarten and everything was great. And we were at a good school. And then I just kept getting this like feeling, try homeschooling, try homeschooling. And I was like, no, that's like plan Z. Like, why would I homeschool? I mean, I'm a trained teacher, but I, I was like, why would I do that? And, um, I ended up jumping into it and we homeschooled for seven years and it was amazing. It was very like, yes, there's hard parts. Yes. There was so many things, but I loved it. Like I loved the messy. I loved the fun. I loved the flexibility. I loved all of it. And, um, but I think the biggest thing I learned in that was, 
to live my story with confidence and to find joy in all the things that are going on all the time. And so that was kind of the message I wanted to bring out in Deliberate Family was life can be enjoyable and life at home can be full of all the good and you can feel so confident in what you're doing, even if it's not your favorite thing you're doing at the time. I know like being with little kids can be just draining, right? It can be, or even teenagers. I mean, I'm starting the teenage journey thing right now. And it's just like, it's exhausting sometimes. So how do we still find joy in these things that we know are so important, but not even if it's messy? Yeah, totally. Um, So I guess one experience I thought about as I was thinking about this podcast was um, when we were, we were, it was probably about two or three years ago, right before I started Deliberate Family, I woke up in the middle of the night and I swear I heard my name. Like it was like Katrina, like it was like this whisper. And I was like, looking around, like what is going on? And I like heard it again. And then I had this thought listen to the song that's playing right now. And I had had my phone on just as like a background music to help me sleep. And I was so like, I don't even know what's going on. I'm kind of like in and out of sleep that I just screenshotted whatever the song was. And then I went back to sleep. So then the next morning I woke up and I looked at my phone and I was like, what did I screenshot? And it was this song called live your story. And I was like, what is this? So I looked up the words And it was like the first lyrics say, you defy the impossible. You've got a heart unstoppable. You are more than ready. You're not just a fighter. You're not just a dreamer. You're an amazing creator, relentless believer in who I am and what I've got inside. What would life be like if every mom woke up feeling those feelings and were like, I want, I have what's I have what it takes, I guess. Yeah. Um, the idea of like, I'm amazing. I have something incredible to say. I have incredible work to do. I'm ready to create. I'm ready to be myself. I believe in myself. Um, I can make my life my own and I have the power to do it because I'm divine, because yeah. I know who I am. Yes. I love that. I feel like that's one of the things that I have gotten so much from your just presence is empowerment, empowerment within your identity. And I think that, um, live your story. Who wrote that? Um, it's by the girl. So I'm going to slaughter her name because it's Hawaiian, (laughs) but she is the the girl who played Moana's voice. Nope. I'm going to slaughter her name, right? So, yeah, yeah, no, no, I can't, but I love, yes, yes. I think I have actually heard that song. It was like a Disney, Mm -hmm. um, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love this idea of acting and being the creator because the Lord wants us to be in the driver's seat. And I have felt that before, what you're talking about, where you feel like, um, things are happening to you. There's a lot of things that happen when you're a young mom and you've got a lot of little kids. There's a lot of things that happen to you. Like you're, you know, you turn around and your house has become a disaster and, um, and your child is sick and you have so many things that are pulling at your attention, but taking, um, those situations and putting yourself in the driver's seat and being like, I get to choose 
what I want to do today. I get to choose how I react to the different things that are going to come at me. I feel like that just brings so much empowerment. I love that idea. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think that it's so easy to also get caught up in everything happening to me because you really are as a mom, you're juggling everybody. Yes, you yes. are juggling everything. You have to keep track of so many things and you have to, and sometimes it's like, why does this fall on my shoulders all the time? But the reality is because you are capable, right? Yeah. You have what it takes and not because you've earned it or anything like that, but because that's who you are. And if we can remember those things, then we have so much power in being able to make our lives what we want them to be I love and to enjoy it while we're doing it. <laughs> yes. Um, I love that. Thank you so much for that answer. When you started this entire journey, uh, did you struggle with any of these feelings yourself? Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's, I've, so I grew up as my, as the oldest of eight kids So I really have been doing kind of the mom thing for a really, really long time. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't mean I didn't have hard times, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, and, you know, one thing I've really learned as I've, as my kids have gotten older and just through the journey, I mean, to me, the journey matters more than where you are all the time. Like the, what, everything that happens is a learning experience. Um, But One thing that I always come back to is a quote from President Benson. Um, And I'm sure you've heard this quote before. But he he said, whenever we put the Lord first, all other things will fall fall into their proper place or drop out of our lives. And that's something I rely on all the time um, because, and I love how President Nelson in the last conference, he basically said the same thing. He just said, give the Lord a fair share of your time. Yeah. If you give the Lord a fair share of your time, he makes everything work out. Every that doesn't mean everything good happens necessarily how we want to, but everything works out, whether it's um giving us the strength to do things we didn't think we could do, whether that's changing our perspective, having eyes to see um what he sees. And I I just Every time that I'm talking with a client or teaching a class, I just go back to put the Lord first and everything will fall into place. And if it doesn't matter, it will, it will go away. It will go away. I absolutely love that. That is so true. And I love this idea that President Nelson has given us to, um, and they talked about this um, in the devotional on Sunday, how we just put ourselves in the right place. We think what, what would a holy what did she say? What would a holy young adult, but you know, it, it applies to what would a holy child of God do and, um, and being able to allow those things that don't matter drop out. Cause I, I had this, um, really strong, um, like pressure that I put on myself when I was a young mom that my house had to be, uh, just spotless. I don't know where it came from. Uh, My mom was like, this is not how our house was growing up. Why do you think you have to do this? Uh, But I have allowed that to subside 
Um, I still want to have like a tidy space, but I don't have to, uh, I don't hold myself to a standard of perfection that is just unattainable at this stage in my life. I have a little baby who comes and I organize my, you know, my pantry and organize my stuff and he just pulls it all out. He does it. That's his job, you know? And, um, and so I, I, it used to really, really bog me down and make me feel really upset. And now I'm just like, oh yeah, no, this is your job. Your job is to take everything out of the pantry. And my job is to let you do that and then put it all back in and let you take it out again tomorrow. Right. So I love that idea that we empower ourselves to see the way that God sees things and to allow the things that are not as important to fall away. I think that's really Oh, that's so great. Thank you. I, I love that mindset that you said, like, that's your job to do that. Like, yeah. if we looked at our kids, like, okay, it's your job to kind of figure this out. And I'm going to let you figure this out. Yeah. Even if it's a little more inconvenient for me, like the point of life isn't to be convenient or to be feeling easy and good all the time. Yeah. I think there was a time in my life where I felt like, I wanted to do be the good example all the time and really be right all the time that I suddenly realized I, because I was never letting myself take risks or never letting myself be messy, that I also was never repenting. Ooh, repentance yeah. is the plan. Yeah. Like, repentance is not that, well, just in case you mess up, here we go. It's like, no, repentance is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And if we're trying to stay in this bubble where we feel like it's like we are perfect almost, but like just making everything around us something we can control and pushing away the other things or avoiding things that we can't control then we are actually missing out on knowing the savior because repentance is how we know him. And so if we really are trying to make our lives easy all the time or make our lives just fit into this little box, we're missing out on all this other good that the Lord has prepared for us. Yeah. I I was talking to my daughter yesterday. She, um, she had uh was trying to take away um my baby our baby's toy and i was telling her you know that's his toy like please don't take it out of his hands and so she had done it you know a couple times and so i i told her like we can't take away the toy and i guess the way that i said it she thought that i was angry at her and she's like i think you're angry at me and i was like i'm not angry at you i promise and she goes well what if you do get angry at me and i was like i'm sure i will at some point Cause sometimes people get angry and that's part of life. And she was like, but Jesus doesn't want us to be angry at each other. And I was like, well, what will I do when I get angry? And she's like, I don't know. You'll just have to be so sad about it. I was like, I'm going to ask heavenly father to help me be better. She was like, even moms make mistakes. I was like, yeah, even moms. Can you believe it? And it kind of blew her mind, but it was like, as I was telling her just these very simple truths, I was like, even moms make mistakes, even moms make mistakes. And I felt so um, like almost emotional about that. I was like, yeah, and that's okay. And I make mistakes and that's okay. And I think that's why repetition is so important in the gospel because we reach these new steps. You're at this new step of having a teenager and you're going to have to say to yourself, you know, even moms make mistakes. 
Sometimes, you know, you don't know whether or not to come in and to talk to your child or to give them space. Sometimes it changes. It totally does. It totally does. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much um, goodness in that process of repentance and coming back to the Savior and recentering ourselves because we're going to constantly be having to recenter because we're constantly losing our balance with our new challenges. So I think it, it's just like you said, it's not a, the fallback plan. This is the plan. Right. Right. And I love, so two things that I just thought of while you were talking was one, I love, 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 like makes my heart just so happy when you took that chance to teach your daughter the truth. Um, and it didn't need to be in a formal setting It didn't need to be organized. It didn't need to, but it was a simple conversation. That simple conversation changed her thought process. It changed her perspective. And that is the power of moms. That is the power of parents. That is the power of family. That we can have those times where we just connect with our kids, where we can redirect, where we can, and you even learn something from that conversation going, yeah, I do believe that I can mess up and I'm not going to like, she said, you're going to be so sad for so long. And you're like, no, I am not because I know the plan because I know who I am. I know who God is. I know what Christ can do. And that's so powerful. One thing when I started homeschooling that I felt so strongly about was I wanted my kids to have an education that combines secular and spiritual learning together. And I've been able to keep that up with them. And so that they don't know much different now, although they're not homeschooling anymore. um, But we go to a school that provides um, secular and spiritual learning as well. And it is just beautiful to be able to have that perspective and to be able to see how you can bring those spiritual things and apply them in everyday life. There's so much learning that can happen. And I don't want people to think like, oh, but I just don't know the scriptures very well, so I can't do that or feel overwhelmed by it. If anything, deliberate family, like I want to help families without the overwhelm, without the guilt. There's no time for guilt. We have plenty of other things to do. We don't need to be feeling guilty, but we can dig deeper and go, okay, what are my spiritual gifts? Everybody has them. What are my spiritual gifts and how can I use those to help my family and to bless my children and to bless my marriage? Those things are what matter. Yes. So what does that look like for you on a on a daily basis, like how do you glean, how do you study your scriptures? How do you connect with God? And then how do you in turn connect with your kids and in the way that you are, you're speaking about? Yeah. Um, well, so it, it ebbs and flows. There is a, I am a huge believer and there's a time and a season for everything. (laughs) There was, um, I mean, I remember, okay. Just like the temple, like the temple we talk about, yes, there's a time and a season for everything. And when I had little, little babies and we lived away from family, we weren't going to the temple very often. Right. Like, and now we live really close to a temple. I have a babysitter in my home. So we go to the temple a lot more often now. And that is great. I didn't feel guilty before and I don't feel guilty now. Like it, there's time and a place. Um, 
I know what my intention is and I know the Lord knows my intention. So therefore I don't need to feel guilty. Um, as far as like scripture study. Um, so I have had times where, like, I remember a six month period of time where the spirit just nudged me and said, you need to be getting up in the morning to read your scriptures every day. And I did, and I called it my spiritual breakfast every morning. And I would get up at 6 a.m. and go to my closet. We had like a big walk-in closet at that time. I don't have one anymore. (laughs) But, and I would just study. And he filled my mind with so many good things in that time. And it was right during COVID. And it was very, it could have been a time of overwhelm and guilt and, and so much fear And yet I felt so much peace and he, he, and it wasn't because of what I was reading. The content didn't matter. What mattered was the consistency and that he loves effort. He loves our progression. He's interested in the long-term game and that's where we should be interested as well. As far as teaching my family, like we try to do come follow me study together every morning And, um, my, when we were homeschooling, I could dedicate a whole like half hour to 45 minutes and like do an activity and have a lot of like hands-on things and stuff. And now that we're back in school, it's like, yeah, maybe we have like five, maybe 10 minutes. But my goal with scripture study in the morning is I want them leaving the house on a good note that they're not hurrying out the door, that we're not stressed and yelling at each other, but that we left on a good note. So if that means we just turn on a primary song on YouTube and then we say a prayer, at least we left on a good note. And there are other days that we will actually sit down and be able to read a whole chapter together and we left. So I love that, that you guys want to leave on a good note. I, I want to like take that and hone that and do that in my house. Cause that's so great. And you know, it is different every day. Some days, you know, you can do that dedicated study. And then some days it is a primary song. It's a prayer, but I think it is that like consistency that you were talking about, that connection, that thread throughout our lives and our home, having that safe space going to look different every day because every day does look different but making that consistent effort is what they will remember yep yep and they and they do they remember how they feel right when we when we think back about things in our lives we don't always remember the details and we don't remember the like exact everything that happened or how much time stuff took or anything but we remember how we felt And so if you can create the environment and your attitude to be something that is open and inviting and, um, you know, I don't, I may not know everything, but my kids know I love Jesus. Totally. Yes. I want to make a shirt of that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Maybe I should make a sticker or something, (laughs) but And it's hard. I mean, we, we deal with a lot of really tough subjects and, um, like, I I mean, sometimes my kids ask me questions that I don't know the answer to. I had a friend, um, last year who passed away, um, from cancer and I had cancer 10 years ago, um, and twice. And the kids were like, well, mommy, why didn't, why didn't you pass away? And, it was like a gut punch, you know? And I was like, 
I don't know. I've been asking that question too. And I said, you know, it's, those are the really difficult questions because I don't know all of the reasons why, but I do know that God is, he is incredibly detail oriented. Like he knows all of the ins and outs of my life. He knows all of the ins and outs of her life and the people around her. And I know that he is a God who does like 60 birds, one stone. Like he's not a one bird, one stone kind of guy. He's a 60 birds, one stone. So I said, it's, it's probably for many different reasons, but I don't know the answer to that. And, um, it was real, it, it was really difficult for me to not be able to give that answer. But I, what I do know is I know that heavenly father loves his children. And so I said that I was like, I know that he loves us and I know that he wants us to be with him again. Those are the things I know. I don't know why, um, why I'm still here, but I know I'm grateful for it because I'm grateful that I get to be a mom. But um, yeah, there's a lot of things I don't know, but what I do know is God loves us. Right. I love that. I love that attitude of being able to say, you know, I don't know everything, but I know God does. Yes. No. Well, and I don't know if you remember, there was a talk a few years back, probably like eight years now, (laughs) um, in like one of the general women's sessions. And she said, I may not know what it's like to be divorced. I may not know what it's like to lose a child. I may not know what it's like to go through abuse or to be addicted to drugs or be, you know, she listed off all those things and she said, but I know the one who does know. Yes. And she talked about how, and I thought that was so powerful that, and that's, you know, that's probably why you're still here is because you know him who does know, and you can have power to bring your children or to bring other people who listen to this fantastic podcast and testify of him and help people know him who does know all the things. I love having a personal relationship with the Savior. If I want anything else for my children is I want them to have a personal relationship with the Savior. That means I have to let them mess up. That means I have to let them struggle sometimes because then they come to know him and they have to see those hard things whether they feel them. I mean, your children will be impacted just by your friend, the loss of your friend. Um, and by the hard thing of you being sick and that is how they come to know the savior. So we shouldn't be so trying to be in control all the time. Um, because we will be missing out on that personal relationship with him and our children will miss out on that personal relationship with him. If we can keep that goal in mind all the time, how will that affect our choices today? How will it affect what we do today Um, versus saying, I've just got to get this to-do list done and I've got to just um, survive through the craziness of the day. There was no real good place to cut this interview in half because she is so incredible at weaving topics together. This girl is amazing. I love you, Katrina. Um, I'm excited to share with you the next half. Um, Next time we have the podcast in two weeks. And just know that I love you. I hope you have an incredible day. Okay, bye.